0: Blue
1: Fans TV, for the fans, by the fans.
2: Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Sky Blue Fans TV, episode 213, season 3, for those who uh, keep up with our, all our shows and podcasts. Uh, mine's Mark Smith, as you can see on the screen, uh, joining me tonight, I've got Ken uh, Stewart, as usual, uh, Claudio, once again, evening Claudio, and we've got Amen. Reece Small. Um, so tonight we'll be talking about the tremendous 3-0 win, first home win of the season against Middlesbrough, um, so we'll be talking about that for the first half. I think second half, we'll be talking a bit about, obviously, the news this week of, um, obviously, a, a, a certain Gus Hamer, who's now moved on to to, to Sheffield United. And obviously, we we'll are looking ahead to possible transfers and who we'd like to see bring in as a replacement. So that'll be kind of part two. And then Ken's got um, the competition winner for um, the, the, the mm. home shirt, because there was one entrant. One, one person. Yeah. yeah. got no need, no, need,
3: no need for a draw. We don't have to draw. Only got one winner, and that's it.
2: So, yeah. congratulations to that man. Yeah. We'll announce yeah. it later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, all, all to be revealed in, later on on the show. So, let's start and talk about yesterday's game against Middlesbrough. Um, so, just before we go, I'm just going to look at team sheets of Mark Robbins' Monday side, consisting of Ben Wilson, um, Van ivac to pronounce. Apologise, that pronunciation's wrong. Bobby Thomas, Carl McFadden, Joel Baudier. Josh Silver, Ben Sheaf, Josh Eccles, Casey Palmer, Ellis Sims, Matty Godden. Um, any surprises for you, Claudio, from that team? Was, you, was, you, was that the team you'd have gone for? you Mark Robbins?
0: Uh, no, we, we virtually called it before the game. Actually, possibly, maybe thought Wright might have started instead of Sims, but I think he, he probably wanted to play a few more minutes first. But um, I, I think that's all he could go with. Really, um, I was kind of hoping that Eccles and uh, Sheaf would start, uh, but no, no. I think it's that's as good as that's um, what I expected.
2: Definitely. Yeah. Uh, okay, view Ken. What was what was your thoughts on the team lineup? Was you happy with that?
3: Yeah, I was happy with the team. Yeah, I, I thought he'd do that. I thought he'd start Sims again and bring Hadji on, which is exactly what he did. Um, it's exactly what I thought he'd do. To be fair, uh, no surprises there. Yeah, and um, yeah, I thought it worked very well.
2: Yeah. Likewise, Reece, was you was you happy with that, or do you think it could have gone? Maybe had you right up front, maybe to start.
1: Yeah, I thought had right should have started, but I can I can understand why he's playing Sims. He obviously wants to try and get his confidence up, get more minutes in the legs, and see if he can make an impact on the game. But I think we'll see next week. Uh, I don't think he can really leave right um, right out for the next game. But yeah, it was it was a toss of a coin really. But yeah. It, it obviously worked out well in the end anyway.
2: Yeah. I guess looking, going ahead to this fixture, obviously, with, with the news uh, with, with Gus Hamer's departure, there was a bit of a, I think the atmosphere, I thought, generally speaking, I thought the atmosphere was pretty good, actually, despite, despite the uh, the bad news about Hamer going. Um, and we got off to the perfect start, Cloud at 11th minute, Matty Godden goal goal. Um, obviously, he's had a bit of stick, but, it, you know, since, since signing a contract, he's now got his second goal in two games, I think we should keep offering new
0: contracts because he seems to be doing the business every time he... Well, Mr. Really? a cage, anyway. I'm, I like Matty, and he's a goal scorer. He's, he's record. When you look at his goals per game, it's it's good. It's very good. And I don't understand why I was getting grief. It's, I think people are a bit blinded, I think, because of what Victor did the last couple of years. But Matty had some awful injuries, really. He the plantar fasciitis and his um, uh, appendicitis. He couldn't help that. I mean, and then when his ankle ligaments went, I mean, that's just three, you know, setbacks. And he, he keeps coming back. And he's, he's good. I mean, his movement was brilliant, I thought, um, on Saturday. Really, really good. And, yeah, I mean, I'm just so pleased he scored. Yeah, and it's a perfect. It's a poacher's finish, wasn't it? It's, you know, yeah. really, you know, instinctively that was. I mean, and on reflection, you look at the Leicester game and what happened uh, midweek. We should have won all three matches basically, yeah. so, um, no, no, no. I, yeah, brilliant, I just hope he keeps him in the team for now, might as well keep playing him while he's fit, yeah, until yeah. they bring somebody else in, basically, because I think they probably need to bring another forward in anyway, but no, I'm happy with, happy with Matty.
2: Yeah, it was a real poacher's goal, wasn't it, Ken, it was a good sort of cross from from Sheaf, from sort of outside the edge of the box, and um, Matty just guides it in, into, the, into the far corner, it was, it was a good good goal, and, and that's, a, that's the sort of goal we're kind of accustomed to seeing him score, isn't it?
3: Yeah, he's good at that. He's in the right place at the right time, any all the time. So uh, that's what he's good at, and and it's good to get get another goal. On he was getting a bit of grief, which I don't understand why. To be fair, because uh, he's done well for it. And I say, as Claudia said, he's been out injured and missing for a while, but that's not a fault of his own. You know, it's not his fault. Um, he, you know, you he can't he can't judge for these things, and uh, people give him a bit of an unfair stick. I think. But uh, Matt, Matty God Matt Gordon's a good finisher and anything in that six yard box like that, it'll snap up normally nine times out of ten. He misses chances, obviously, like he did against Leicester. Um every every strike he misses chances and sometimes yeah, it's just one of them things. But uh, nine times out of ten he'll put it away and, and he did.
2: Yeah. I mean, Reese, I mean, do you think the stick that the criticism that Matty gordon has got, is that justified in your view or, or not?
1: Oh definitely not. No. I think some some of these idiotic fans need to lay off him. I said, because Matt, Matty Godden, you know what you're going to get with him. I mean, I've I've been quite impressed with him the last few games that I've watched. Uh, his movement, I mean, for his goal as well. He he was on the edge of the box when um, Milan got the ball. I'm not even going to try and pronounce his name. I don't want to get it wrong. Uh, <laughs> Respecting him, poor sod. But no, I think um, with Matty Godden, you know what you're going to get. He's a poacher. And he's always been the best finisher we've got in the club. I've, the only downfall has been his injuries. But... When he's when he's played, especially last season, he he was playing second fiddle to Vic. You know that it, it was one of them things. But now he's he's signed a new contract, he's settled, and I think I think the fans need to lay off him. You know he's for the last three seasons been a great servant. I mean his goals games ratio is really good, and um, you know he, he knows the way Robbins wants to play. Like Robbins said in his um, post match, I think we've gotten him in the side his movement. I mean the last even the pre-season game against Exeter, I mean, yes, he missed chances. He missed chances against Leicester, but it he's in the right places and he's making them runs. And I think he's looked as sharp as I've seen him for a while, um, which is only good news for us. And I think going forward, hes we just need to get behind him. And I know there's the odd fan out there that's been saying he's not good enough, he's not this. And I'm all all—I'm all for him doing, you know, his celebrations at the moment because I just think he's, he's proven them wrong. And I still think, He's, he's got a future with us, and long may that continue.
2: Well, he certainly has got a future with us because he's just signed a new contract, obviously, yeah, of course 2025. Has. So, uh, yeah, clearly Robbins has got faith in him. Um, how do you feel, Claudio, his strike partnership with Ellis Sims is? Do you think they're looking looking like a good partnership potentially, or do you think it's still early days?
0: Um, I just, I mean, they need more time. There's, there's about four. I rewatched the game this morning, <laughs> I thought I'd rewatch it. There's about four occasions in the first half where Ellis looked to lay it off and to each other and that neither was in the right place. It's almost like they've, uh, they're trying to do things, but it's not coming off. But that's going to come in, in time, isn't it? You know, they've been in the training camp a couple of weeks, basically. Uh, they've hardly had any games to play together with. Um, and I think that's a grower, isn't it, basically? And hopefully, between the three of them, they can because I mean, at some stage you're going to have Wright and Sims up front aren't we? So that's, you know, they're going to have to learn to play with each other, basically. Um, I mean, Sims has got that kind of uh, look about him where people say, oh, you look, look like he's not trying. He's lazy. I think it's just because he's <coughs> tall and dangly. And that's where he looks. Um, but no player goes on that pitch and doesn't try. And, uh, and I think it's getting a, a rough deal, really. It seems like some of our fans, take a liking to somebody immediately before they even kicked the ball. And then for the other players, they sort well, of I don't fancy him. And they just, if he loses possession, they give him a hard time. Yeah, if it's one of their favourites, they don't give him a hard time. You know, so I think, you know, he's been with us five minutes.
2: Mm-hmm. I think I think
3: it reminds me a bit like Ben Sheaf last year. He got a lot of sleep, yeah. didn't he? Victor,
0: yeah well, we well. I didn't see anybody on the forums going that's a great sign in it was like oh no, God, going, who's this, who's this guy yeah who is this guy and then we we
3: yeah, so, up 20 million pounds so it couldn't be it couldn't be that bad but, I know um, Reese's dad is blocking daddy. everybody
0: on on facebook but you know it gets to a point where you feel like doing that sometimes on social media because it's just like drives you mad you know? <laughs> but no i think i think it's a grower just and, my, uh, I and and it also there's 10 mm-hmm. years in difference isn't there between matty and ellis sims yeah, that's so. Matty's got ten years and more experience on the football pitch. Yeah, yeah. So that's it's a huge difference. That I that's and even you know what's his mm-hmm. name? Uh, how do you write for three or four years older? So it makes a big difference. Yeah, I
2: think we'll
0: be fine. Yeah.
2: In terms, of just looking in terms of the game um, after we took the league, I, I felt there was, a, there was a there was a bit of time in the game where um, we were a little bit sloppy in possession. I felt and we kind of let Middlesbrough back into the game. Um, did you feel ever? did you ever feel concerned that Middlesbrough could score? Because there's a couple of times where they got into danger, but our defence managed to deal with it like a, a, a Bobby Thomas or a fadzi would deal with the situation. Was there any moments in the game, Claudio, that you felt concerned that Middlesbrough could
0: maybe find a way of, of scoring uh, against us? I felt the two wing backs at times were caught a bit high. Um where I don't think they're used to playing as deeper wing backs. They're obviously more attack minded. Um, the three lads in the middle are solid though for the majority of the game apart from 10 minutes in the second half where uh, it's almost like they had not played with each other ever. They're took, they all falling over each other weren't they and letting them through basically but um, we're Coventry. There's always a chance we're going to let one in. It's. Uh, but I did say to Luca when we're one up, if we don't win this today that's just pants isn't it really you know I think we'd all we'd have all agreed we've got to win this one because at at one to look, we were dominant really and they I think I may have mentioned it last week they've lost four major players Middlesbrough they look nothing like the team we played uh, no they look so weak compared to that and I actually think fair play to our management team and recruitment to get players in because we don't look like we've gone backwards at all yeah even if we stay the same that's still good isn't it you know it's uh, but Liverpool, yeah. you know, I thought uh, no threat at all, really, apart from when we gave them. It was they scored. Well, they had chances from our mistakes, basically, at the back.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, I just felt. I think they 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 play. I mean, they they played the same kind of type of football that Carrick wants them to play—a very patient, passing style of football, but. The difference is they don't have a Cameron Archer up front. They don't have that sort of that, that guy who can put the ball back in net. I thought I think they had um, Akpom. Yeah, I mean, Akpom wasn't mm-hmm. around. I think I think he's Ramsey missing. Giles Ooh. down the wing.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah, Giles. I think they missed him as well.
0: But their finishing yeah. is really poor. I thought their their best chance was when Matty Gonton got rugby tackled in that in their half. Yeah. Yeah, and the the guy then number 10 got the ball and dribbled 70 yards with it and nearly scored. And I'm thinking, well, that was a foul anyway.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: and we we're all caught, weren't we? Because we expected the foul, but uh, we're going up, lads.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah, <laughs> you're predicting that <laughs> um, this early
0: stage, cloud. Yeah, yes, I'm sorry. I said top two all along, so I'll stick with it now. Right? Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm going mid table, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> can I can either go? Might go right or wrong, but we'll see. Um okay, so going to the going to the break one year. I think the other chance we had was that Man Van Ivac, Milan Van Ivac had a chance, sort of almost like a a, a tackle mm. cup shot, which went wide of the post, and that was it. But I thought overall it was a it was a good first half. And then second half, uh Reese, first 15 minutes. I felt we were again, I just felt we were fairly sloppy. I thought Middlesbrough were probably improved a little bit, but again, their are finishing letting them down was was, was you concerned at any point that Mill, you know, that, that Middlesbrough, could, you know, get that equaliser?
1: Not really. I think we did let them back in the game, but I think it was more like Claudio said for our undoing. I think well, two of our defenders tried to tackle each other, and you know, we we got to admit That's an absolute sitter from their lad. Uh, the ball comes straight across the face of goal when he's put it over from five yards out. So I just Middlesbrough to me were really poor. I was, you know, we we've just covered it, but I'm really surprised. I think obviously Akpom going to be a huge miss to them. Uh, obviously Giles Ramsey as well as Cameron Archer on loan. But I just no, I just felt we were in control. Okay, we let Burrows in, into the game in the first 15 minutes of the second half, but I wasn't really concerned there wasn't really a stage where Ben Wilson had to was was really called upon to be honest. So, uh, I think once he was. So, yeah, It was I felt it was a controlled performance. I think the middle of the Park, Sheaf and um, Eccles were brilliant. I mean, for a time where the fans really needed a result was yesterday. I think the news early hours that Haymore was gone, officially gone, I think it could have affected the players as well because we know he wasn't just our best player. He was obviously a well-liked uh, with the players and the squad. So, I think... Um, There's a great response, and I think now that's given all the fans a bit of a lift as well now, where we 24 hours ago, we're all, well, obviously, Saturday morning, we're all a little bit down the dumps about Hamer going. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, good good result, I think. And um, I can't see Borough, unless they do something in the next three weeks and transfer window, being the force they were last year, um, where we have sort of recruited well. Um, So, yeah, perfect result and exactly the response that, that we all needed.
2: Yeah, okay, I was going to get some comments here from our audience, and I'll bring Ken in. Um, Glenn Watkin, who needs Hamer? Exactly, yeah. Who, who is Hamer? Most the point. Don't even know who he is. Uh, Glenn also <laughs> said, Godden was class yesterday, as was Eccles and Sheaf. Football times, the football times we played was fantastic. Excited to see where we can go. Um, Sky Blue Sam, how good was uh, Thomas as well? Bobby Thomas and, and, and De Silva at the back. Um, Ian Small, Sheaf had his best game for us. Uh, your average Cov fan, great win, but borough poor and still should have scored. We gave him chances, work to do still. Um, your average college fan felt that Eccles was the man of the match. Um what else have we got? Glenn. Another another signing possibly on the way, I think he's trying to say there. But we'll like another about,
1: Brazilian Glenn's Brazilian, Kayser. Yeah. yeah.
2: He, what, for a million. Possibly, it could be for a million.
1: <laughs> I, I think hope he, so. He's
2: and and he could be and he could be, we can take
3: over the song then, can't
2: it? Yeah, he could be blooming brilliant, brilliant, brilliant as well, or other words apply. <laughs> um Watkin, Borough very poor. That, that's any clinical edge in the final third. I think we've covered that already. Uh oh, he's blocked number four in, fair enough. Um so yeah, let's go to um sort of towards sort of the second goal and uh Hadji right um with his first goal from mm. the club uh from a corner. I've got to say, guys, I think Hadji Wright—he looks the man. Looks, he looks the guy. I think he's going to be a starter in a, in a not too distant future. For me, he looks lively. Um, I, I was impressed him at Leicester actually in that short cameo spell. we came on, we hit, we hit the woodwork there. Uh, Ken, what was your view of the goal? And Hadji Wright—I mean—is he a guy you, you, you know you'd look be looking to start maybe for the Swansea game? Yeah,
3: but definitely. I mean, it, it's, it's difficult, isn't it? And I know. I know. I know what Robbins is doing. He's trying to get uh, Sims to get a bit of confidence. I think once, once Sims does get a goal, I think he'll be, he'll be good. He'll, 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 he'll go on and get a few more. Because he did look pretty decent in a few couple of the um, pre-season games I went to. But, yeah, I mean, obviously he was Hadji coming on scoring. Uh, and he just upset the middle of the British when he came on, didn't he? he? He ran out on me. He caused problems for them. Every time he got the ball, you know, he's that sort of awkward sort of player. Big, long, tall, dangly sort of player. And um, every time he got the ball, you know, they were panicking a little bit. So, yeah, it's a good possibility he could start, I think, in the next game. But we never know with Robinson. He might stick with with, with Sims. But he's certainly a good player to come on, isn't he, if if, if you need him? You know, and uh, he certainly causes problems for defenders. And I can see him, I can see him honestly getting a hat
2: full of goals this year. And this year, I really can. yeah. And I, I guess Claudio, I mean, that, that's the thing. It's great that Hadji Wright has gotten the score sheet after the second game. That's gonna really um settle him down, but also he's really endeared himself to supporters, you know, everyone was chanting his name, um, you know, enthusiastically in that. And it, it's to me, he's he's showing a lot of promise so far in this first he's, couple of days. Um,
0: for those who can remember, he's like a skillful John Fashionou. That's all yeah. he's got yeah. the same sort of dangly build is and his physicality and uh, a couple of balls he chased down. You can see he's using experience to get in front of defenders. There's a couple of balls yeah. he shouldn't. I mean, even the one Leicester, he shouldn't have got to that chance, but he managed to get his way through. Um, yeah, I mean the goal. I mean, from I'm in block 18. It looked like a nothing shot. You're thinking, yeah, he's got to put that away. But when you see it on the telly from the front, he, that was a hard goal. I know it was, it was a crowded goal mouth. And he, you know, he found the space. It was beautifully taken. And it and it hit, hit, hit it into the ground. That, that, but, well, but well, I'll tell you what. Look, let's have a quick. Let's have a,
3: Let's have a quick look at it, uh, Claudia. Because we've got it here. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we can show you. So there you go. That was from where I was sitting in the stadium. But, yeah, he took it well.
0: It's. Uh, I think he's going to be a star. He, you know, he, you can, he can he, you can, see it, can't you? You can feel it. Um, I'll, I'll say a bit of a masterstroke by Robbins as well, because that's when he came on with uh, Sakamoto, it at a point where uh, there was a lull in the game. and like, I've seen some of the comments where Middlesbrough were starting to get the odd chance. It sort of broke the game a bit, and it gave the crowd a lift, and it gave the team mm. a lift. Uh, and I think he's going to be a, a top, top player for us. Yeah, he's yeah. a 20 goal a season, man. In my eyes, he's got to be, got to be. I oh, agree, yeah.
2: Oh, oh, yeah. Um, Reese, you, you've seen it on the, on the box. Had you right? Is he the man to maybe start at Swansea potentially from what you've seen with
1: him? Yeah, I think he has to. I mean, like you said, he come on against Leicester and looks very direct. He's one of them players, you know, it's really to be difficult for to replace Garcares, but right gets the ball and he just wants to, to run at players. You know, he wants to run at his defenders. So I think he's going to be a great signing. And, and you think about it, he's only been here sort of 10 days. So he, he might not be hundred percent settled yet, but what he's doing on the pitch is, you know, it's, it's really, it's really positive. And, you know, with, with Sims going back to that, <clears throat> I think he just needs to, uh he needs to, just show that little bit of mentality now, where he knows that he's probably not going to play against Swansea. It's going to be a test swim. He's only a young lad anyway. Um, there was little times where Sims went to shoot, damaged his defender, and he thought, right, he's in. But then the defender just gets there, where yeah. right is beating his man. So I think Sims is just... I think he's just got to learn. That's all it is. Like you say, he's only young. So... He'll, I still believe he seems to be a good player, but at the moment it's just not falling for him. You know, the odd shot here and there is not not really happening for him. But with with Wright as well, getting the penalty against Winwood and, and coming on the sub, I think he's definitely got to start. And I mean, how, how old is Wright? I think I've read he's 23, 24. I don't think he's even that old, is he? Twenty five. Okay, so yeah, plenty <laughs> of time. Still,
2: still, still yeah. young, still younger than all of us, sadly. Um, but. Um, and then we, we finished the game off with uh, Matty Godden sort of deflected goal, own goal, I think, by uh, Dara Lenihan uh, to clinch the points. And yeah, yeah we'll, we can have
3: a, we'll,
0: have, we'll have a look, look at that if yeah, you want. We'll you. Yeah, let's
3: play it.
0: Ken, before you play it, I think... oh. make, make a note Sorry, how, many times, how many times Ben Sheaf touches that ball going up the pitch. It's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. You're watching.
3: Well, I don't know if I'll get all of that in. I think I got the goal. I don't know where I've got okay. <laughs> it. Can, I, can, I can have a look. So I didn't quite get the uh, pass before that, but yeah, but I agree he, what you he wins that the ball. Yeah.
0: he wins the ball in our half, lays it off the I can't remember if it was on in the middle of the park, gets it back again, it then ricochets off somebody, then he gets it back again and plays it off to yeah. uh, Matty Godden. But the thing is, he's ran 75 yards and we're in the 90th minute, and he's still going like a you know,
3: yeah.
0: It's still what yeah. an engine that lad. And and I said to my my son after 15 minutes, I went. His man of the match already is after only 15 minutes i thought he's winning everything he's trying to link up he did some great touches and mm. i just wonder with hamer leaving whether or not yeah i was about
3: or... i was about to say that to you but would he be yeah. the ideal man to take his position
0: well, i just think this to allow maybe two or three other players to shine a bit more and because they've mm. got to they've got to take responsibility somebody's got to step up you know, and I think yeah. he did that yesterday. I'm not saying he's going to do it every week, but even Josh Eccles yeah. was getting stuck in. He was good. Yeah, he played well as well. Yeah, but um, I think for some, because sometimes you have got a really good player, and you've got other good players that have to play in their shadow, because that's the way it's the team set up. It doesn't mm. mean they're not good players and they can't do that role, but they're not sort of allowed to do that role. And now Hayden's yeah. gone at the minute. Until we get somebody else in, somebody's got to step up. And I think he did that brilliantly, absolutely brilliantly yesterday.
2: Yeah, I um, mm, yeah, just, just got a few comments I just want to read out from uh, our audience uh, Mark Cunningham felt that we still seem to be giving uh, possession away too much but on the whole things look promising Um I forgot Aaron saying I thought the result flattered us massively better teams would have punished us for letting them have the chance we gave them, I tend to agree that to be honest, I felt it was a really good win considering that we're still a work in progress that's just my view, I thought it was a good win but we played better at Leicester and didn't get anything there. And we, and we won yesterday, in my opinion. Yeah,
3: no, no, I agree. Yeah, I agree. We did.
2: Um, Webby, top six, 100% be positive. Um, Question here from Sky Sam. Thoughts, slightly uh, going away from the game itself. But obviously, the first game at home on the, on the and refurbishment and the fan glitch outside. Uh, obviously, we were there yesterday. What, do you think he looks? Uh, an improvement from last season? I mean, I, I thought it was pretty good that there was kind of more bars outside the ground and mm. more, I mean, obviously well, the family has been moved outside as well. So there's been a few changes, isn't
0: there? We were going to go out to Dylan's, but uh, Luke had a haircut in the morning. So uh, we sort of set us back a bit. So we ended up parking up and just, our entrance is block 18. And there's a couple of bars there. So we just stayed there and it was fine. I mean, if the weather's okay, it's going to be great, isn't it? Um, I'm mm-hmm. not sure what it's going to be like when it's absolutely lashing down. On um, a Tuesday night, whatever that might not be too pleasant, but uh, but yeah, it, it's it's uh, it's a it's a great start what they're trying to do there, and all the stuff inside the ground I look, I thought looked great. You know, it's it's what you want. There's loads of sky blue everywhere, and it's uh, yeah. yeah yeah. For me, Indeed. I mean, we're Diehard Highfall, Road. It's our home and all the rest of it. But it just felt more like our ground uh, mm. yesterday. I thought uh, it made, I don't know what the other lads think, but I think it did. It felt like our home for a change
2: yeah yeah i think i think it's i think it's quite impressive actually I, I like the fact i'm not so sure about the the um family zone being kind of outside the ground i think i liked it being inside the ground but obviously i don't know they want more fans access to the bars maybe that's anything i could think of but um yeah i thought i thought the inside looked, looked good i thought yeah it looked quite smart um, and yeah, it, it looked a really, It felt like a home match, like a proper home match. It felt really good. What was your thoughts, Ken, on that from what you saw?
3: Yeah, I thought it looked really good, to be honest. Yeah, it did. I was um, quite impressed with the work they've done. Obviously, a lot of us haven't seen it since, since we last played there, but um, they've obviously been doing a little bit of work beyond the scenes, and uh, it certainly looks a lot better. Um, mm. the outside the outside of the stadium probably needs a little bit of a lick of paint, I think that looks a bit, uh, um dower but i'm sure they'll get around to that but yeah certainly in the concourse and outside and and inside where the bars that are look look very good yeah yeah
0: i think there's a bottleneck isn't there with the kids zone in that area that's the problem they've got so many more Mm. it's not the issue because it it's it's in between where you go down to the uh the lounges down there and i think it's it's a bit awkward, there's lots more people in there trying to get past everyone, We're all little kids in the way it can be a bit dangerous basically, I think that's why they're not having to sort something else out but apparently there's a canopy going up for the There is
3: I believe there's a canopy going up for the outside, for the family zone and stuff like that, it's going to be outside the stadium this year, it's not going to be inside apparently, it's going to be outside and the canopies are going up eventually uh, and that's how they're going to work it apparently that's that's all I've been told. So when that happens, I don't know.
2: Yeah. All, all good on all that front. Um, just want to go back to the game itself. Um, Bobby Thomas, I mean, in my opinion, I thought he was brilliant. But out of all the signings, switch. Uh, which signing are you excited about or do you think has performed best for what you've seen so far?
1: Well, I think um, it's, it's Bobby Thomas at the moment for me. I think, obviously, we, we can talk about the plaudits to Hadji White. And his goal and what the impact he's making, but he looks like he's just played played for us for years. The way we this is where you got to trust Robbins because we've all got an opinion on who we should sign or shouldn't sign. And McNally, it was you know we're getting the the cheaper uh, version of McNally, um, but we have got to trust trust Robbins. I mean, Thomas looks brilliant. I mean, he's played two you know, competitive games for us and he's just he's just slotted in so well. He's a big unit as well. And he, he can actually play it on the deck as well. He's good he's good with his feet. Yeah, he's just settled in really well. And um yeah, I think Milan yesterday, it was good to see him start yesterday. I know obviously he's not not right up to speed yet. Um but he looks like he's gonna be a really good player. I like what I see. He gets high up the pitch. Um Sakamoto as well coming on. I mean, he loves a little dummy, doesn't he? I mean, I think I think he's uh, he's going to be a good player. I think at the moment he's a, he's a squad player, and I don't mean that disrespectfully, but we need the whole squad, and I think he's going to really make an impact uh, when we call upon him. And he, I think he's a fan's favourite already, and the little cameos that he's having, I just think he's one of them players that are just going to entertain the crowd, and I look forward to seeing more, to be honest. Mm. But um, the unsung hero is uh, Lloris at the back. I just think he's 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 naturally right-footed. Swansea had mixed reviews about him, but I think playing as a left centre back, I just think he's gone under the radar. I just think he's he's done well. You know, there, he's he's made the odd mistake, but you know, a midfielder can make a mistake by giving the ball away. But I think he's in well as well. So yeah, yeah, it's it quite positive so far.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I noticed with, uh, sorry, with Sakamoto, uh, when he was on the ball, when he did that little shimmy, how we all went, ooh, like that, you can hear the whole crowd, it was like you're on the edge of your seat, which is, I, I said to my wife, because my wife said, oh, what's the, the Japanese fella like, I said, it's great, every time he gets the ball on the wing, everyone sort of goes with the sway, don't they, and it's like, yeah. he's done him again, it's just what you need, it, it's, it's the sort of thing that really gets you on your, on your feet, you know, it's, it's brilliant. I think, yeah,
3: excellent. Oh, I, I can see him um, winning us a few penalties this year. Uh, the Japanese guy, because he's just his trickery on the ball and cutting into the penalty area. And I think eventually players are going to bring him down, and we, we're probably going to win a few penalties from him. I think this year, if he carries on doing what he's doing, and hopefully he will.
2: Yeah, I, I, I've been impressed with Tatsu. I think he's been really, really good. Um, I think Reese is right. I think he's. I don't think he's necessarily a natural. St- He's not going to start every game, but I think he'll play a big role as the season goes on. Um, you, if Robbins wants to rotate his team or his injuries or suspensions, he, he's a perfect guy. And obviously we're talking about all these players and the one player we haven't talked about yet, he'll be coming back soon is Callum O'Hare. And he's another one that can, will make a massive diff. Well, we obviously won't know that until he comes back from injury because obviously a knee ligament injury, speaking of experience, is is a tough injury to recover from. So I'm hoping that um, he's, um, you know he's training well and uh, he's obviously obviously seen the footage of me on the grass um last mm, week to so yeah. yeah yeah so um just gonna go a few more comments and then we'll go to an ad break and we'll talk about um the uh the, the news of, of of outgoings and incoming so we will just got a few more comments uh Dylan Thorpe actually starting over Sims until he gets his confidence yeah fair enough um how do you write is the real deal says Ian People could see that in an instant fans' favourite the season. Um Dylan feels that Sims isn't confident enough yet. Um I think Ian's saying that um Hadji reminds him of a championship uh, Isaac at Newcastle. Yeah, I think he I think he's uh, he's, he's definitely mean, he's, he's got international experience with the USA, so clearly he's got talent. and He does look at he looks a seriously good player. Uh is saying think all new signs show positives. So I think Robbins might back Sims through the drought like he did with McNulty and Vic with the goals tried up for them. I think I think yeah. the, the important thing for me is... Um, oh, kind of a bit of a disco dance here. Hang on. <laughs> I'm back <laughs> to that. There you go. Making me. It was like my nightclub dancing skills back in the day and it was absolutely awful. I not pull the woman, but never mind. Um, yeah, so I think for me, my, my personal view of the game was... I think it's a good win, but it's a work, it's a work in progress for me because I felt like it's still a team that's getting to know each other. It's not a team that's and it's understandable because Robins, is, these players have not come in they've not had a massive preseason, you know, they've not had a lot of time together. So, you know, it's 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 a good win. But I I think we're lucky we're playing a team like a Middlesbrough because Middlesbrough for me were absolutely shocking yesterday. I mean, for me, they were it, it's like chalk and cheese. We look at Middlesbrough between last yeah. season and, and yesterday because mm-hmm. they had no threat um, up front. When I looked at the strikers and you know I was looking at their team and I was thinking to myself, they got Morgan Rogers and, and Matt Crooks up front, and I looked at them. And I thought, I'm not. I'm not even worried about these two up front. If they had Cameron Archer and, and Akpon up front, obviously be more concerned. Because I remember going to Middlesbrough for that playoff second second leg, and i will act be bricking myself I won't swear on a on, on public platform like this one but I was I knew that we'd been for a tough one whereas yesterday I just thought I know I I just had a thing that fads would have him in his pocket and 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 Bobby Thomas and Nate really but having said that we did gift him some very very easy chances in the second half and they should have they should have put one of them away you know uh the only one I was worried about I think Morgan Rogers did however make one very good run if you remember and he just quit just wide from where I was sitting, I thought it was destined to be in the bottom corner. Well, that was the only time I have got a bit worried. But other than that, I thought mm. we were good. Um, think, yeah,
3: definitely, without a doubt.
0: I think um, it's uh, Palmer for me is the one who needs to really bring something big to the table because he's the link man between the you know the the, the defensive midfielders and the forwards. And I felt at times yesterday. He drifted out of the game for long periods. Uh, and when he comes alive, he's great because he gets involved, but he needs to be wanting that ball more. Uh, that's the one thing, I think the difference with like, when we have Gus in the side, Gus always wanted the ball. Um, he's got to want that ball and link with the forwards, basically. I just thought he he drifted out of the game a lot. Uh, now, this is, I mean, that's, obviously that's the position Callum's going to come into, isn't he, once he's fit. Uh, and that's, I think, when we'll, you know, We'll see a big big difference in the way we link with the forwards um that's only my one little uh gripe from yesterday uh but obviously the chances we gave away you talked about but i think once once we get that right, we're gonna be really difficult and we're difficult to beat anyway, aren't we you know we're a good side we just mm. i think we underplay ourselves too much but we, well cough fans aren't we that's what we do, but you know. <laughs> You yeah, know, we've seen it all before, kind of thing. But I think we're we're a lot better than we think. Everyone else thinks we're quite good, apart from our own fans at times. It's uh, it's, it's weird.
3: Yeah.
2: Well, I, I think I'm the worst guilty person because I always <laughs> draw every gloomy game, game. So yeah, I think I think I'm I'm one of the worst fans when it comes to that. But I was yeah. just
3: gonna. I did, there was another thing that happened uh, yesterday. They had a little bit of a march from Dylan's to the ground uh, yesterday. Um i'm going to play this now Yeah, I mean that was um, you know the drummer Linden who did the drum in the ground. He uh, I think they organised it from Dylan's. I don't know if they're going to do that every game, but it might be just because it was the first game of the season. They um, decided to do a march with a drummer from Dylan's to the stadium, which uh, attracted quite a few people.
2: So, well, was made... was it... Sorry, was it was the march just to do with um, just to generate a bit of atmosphere, or was there was there an actual reason oh, behind it?
3: No, no, I think it was just the atmosphere basically. I think it was because the first game of the season as well. I think yeah. they decided to march, you know, to the to the stadium with a drummer. Um, yeah. so uh they, they did it from Dylan's and um, they attracted quite a few people by the sounds of it, by looks of it. I just caught the back end of it when I was uh, when I was queuing up to get in.
0: Sorry, I personally think they should be in the ground half an hour before the game doing that. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah, they're doing yeah. the content, don't they? They, they really get yeah. the atmosphere going half hour before the game, yeah. Um, because with mean, five minutes before kickoff, I thought, Where is everybody? <laughs> like, well, there's so I believe there was a yeah, the the
3: the problem, the problem with um, some of the tickets, you know, because like, the season tickets haven't arrived yet, and obviously, people have got these e tickets, and a lot of them weren't scanning on the scanners, believe it or not. <laughs> So there was a lot of people stuck outside when when the kick off actually happened. So right. uh, I know quite a few people were stuck outside because their, their tickets weren't being they weren't scanning properly, or there was a fault on the scanner, so they had to go back to the ticket office to get another ticket to reprint it and so et cetera. Right. So right. I, I, hopefully that would be only this game because the, the ticket the, the season tickets should arrive or should have been here by now. Really, to be honest, shouldn't they? They've had all summer to sort it out, and then the issue is with paper tickets, which is a bit of a joke. But there you go. Well, be it was honest, it happened to at work.
1: Arsenal yesterday as well. They had to delay the kickoff, off And um, I know a couple of Arsenal fans, and there were 35,000 stuck outside that had the same issue as us. So, yeah. you know, it, it, well, it's, it's not great, but it happens to the top teams. Yeah. As well. So well, actually, yeah. Like you say, it'd be sorted for Sunderland.
0: My mate's mm. a Sunderland fan. He's got a Sunderland season ticket. And uh, he was told during the week that they'd sold his seat for the game. <laughs> he, had <laughs> to, he had to sit somewhere else. I mean, that's just... And they're all using the same people for the tickets so there you go so it's yeah. maybe it's the company they're using it's absolutely their crap basically uh, yeah it was, it was a well, me tried to get in with their old season ticket as well which doesn't help i think it, <laughs> surely you must have seen the emails yeah you can't get a season ticket without an email really you get an email don't you so
3: it, yeah exactly with your ticket on it yeah and that's why you guys use you gotta print it off and scan it exactly and yeah. um, obviously there's been some sort of delay because um, they've had all summer to sort this out and then all of a sudden, you know, first match today and, and it's not sorted and people get a bit upset if they're stuck outside the ground and, and the game's kicked off.
2: Yeah. Okay, we're going to take a short break. Um, when we return in about one minute time, we're going to talk Gus Hayman, we're going to talk players coming in and I've just seen a bit of leaked footage about a potential new wake as well. So all that to come. So um, stay, stay with us. We'll be back in one minute. Thank <music> you. And back to the show. So yeah, um, second part to the show. We talk about um obviously the news this week that Gus Hamer, which um, he made the decision to, to leave us and, and move on to past this new move to Sheffield United. Um Let's just. I think we. I think the first thing I would say is we have we have to commend Gus Hamer's time at the club. In my opinion, probably the best midfielder I've ever seen in the club since Gary McAllister, uh, probably since our relegation from from the top flight. He's been absolutely brilliant for us for, for the three seasons and whilst disappointing to see him go, I think it's understandable that he wants to play at the highest level and test himself there and, you know, obviously the fact that we didn't get promoted in the player final um, was, you know, probably made, made his decision a bit clearer. Um, Ken, Gus Hamer for you, how, how highly would you rate him from, from the time you've, you know, the years you've been watching the City? good same as up there definitely without a doubt and as you say I'd probably rate him the same as
3: sort of Gally McAllister mould uh, he's been a tremendous servant for us um, and he's given us plenty of memories hasn't he over the last few years since he's been with us we picked him up for a bargain didn't we a million pound nobody didn't know much about him when he arrived who's this guy uh, but we certainly know him when he's left don't we um, you know he was tremendous for us and uh, I for one wish him all the best you know he, I was surprised he went where he's gone to, Shepherd United, because I think possibly they could come straight back down but, um, you know, it's his decision at the end of the day to go, he did get offered a contract um, but he wanted to test himself at a higher level apparently, that's the reason um, which is fair enough, you know, and he can't stand in his way, he's, you know the club can't take a risk of um, losing 15 million you know, whatever it is, you know, and let him go for a free next year they had to cash in, they had no alternative really um, but it's just, yeah, disappointed he's gone and disappointed he, he you know, he didn't stay, but he's got to look at it from his, his view and he's got to test himself at the highest level and hope, hopefully he'll do well. But uh, I just got a funny feeling Sheffield United will come straight back down, to be
2: honest. So uh,
3: it'd be strange if we go up and they come down, would not it? And then he ends up back in the championship. But there you go. Well, you never
2: know. We'll see what happens. <laughs> um, I think Claudia with Heyman, not just his his footballing skill, but off the field, he was he was a fan's favourite. The fans loved him. Um, he always had time for the fans. He's very popular with players, with the staff, and it's it, it's not just a big loss from a footballing point of view, but just as a, as a player, as a person, he just came across as a really really nice guy. Um, and you know, I know I know I don't want to talk about like he's like he's dead. Obviously, he's not dead. Obviously, but. What, what, what's your, what's your, what was your
0: favourite Gus games at Coventry? Is there a particular game where you thought, you know. You know a Difficult stuff? one because it's, um it's not so much a particular game, but it's just moments in games. I mean, Luton last season where we looked awful and he scored that brilliant shot, you know, the header at Watford. Uh, there was those little moments where we looked terrible and he just brought a bit of magic to the occasion. Um, when you're saying about his personality it's a bit like that lining gladiator win the crowd you win the fight whatever it's a bit like that isn't it really mm. you know if you get the crowd on your side that's half 50 50 of the battle won really yeah. um i mean i've been watching the city since 1970 so he's, he's up there with some of the great midfielders we've had but i put him it's difficult to say how high up but he's in the top 20 but i've probably seen 3,000 midfielders so that's still quite <laughs> highly rated you know what i mean but he's you know, he, he, he turned out being a sort of player we, I didn't expect him to be because we knew nothing mm. about him. Um, his his stature is quite <laughs> small, you know, his, Yeah, and his, 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 his battling instincts was fantastic. Uh, and he did have a knack of when we were playing rubbish to put in a few tackles that got the crowd going, that got the team going. Um, mm. And that's what we, you know, we could miss that if we don't get somebody in with the similar ability. Um, but you know it's like we're all fickle. If we start winning a few games, he sort of gets forgotten, doesn't he? You know that's that's how it is. Um, yeah. But yeah, he is up there, isn't he? It's uh, uh, very.
3: Well, is, I mean, and what, what I was impressed with also, you to remember, he had a poor disciplinary, disciplinary record, didn't he? And then he sort seemed to sort himself out after that Birmingham game when he got sent off. He hardly had a booking after that, and would had a word with him, and and we couldn't afford to lose him. Because we certainly knew when he weren't playing. We, we missed him and we couldn't afford to have him suspended all the time I think Robbins had a word with him and he just got better didn't he he just got better he looked you know he, he timed his tackles a lot better and he, and, he, and he controlled himself he didn't react like he was previously and yeah he'd be a big massive miss for us but it'd be interesting to see who who Robbins um, brings in and uh, will he spend the whole 15 million I don't know we'll have to wait and see
0: the only, the only thing that surprises me is that it's Sheffield United I just think
3: Yeah I just said yeah
0: I can, understand the, I can understand the money, I get or get yeah. all that, I don't blame yeah. him, but you think his agent would be pushing for a Brentford, Fulham, Palace, maybe clubs who have got more than 50% chance of staying in the Premier League, because yeah. I'm looking at Sheffield and thinking they're coming back down again at the minute,
4: yeah. yeah, and
0: I'm, that's what just surprises me, because I'm thinking he's better than the Sheffield United. Yeah, yeah and it'd be a
3: shame if they do come straight back down and he ends up back in the Championship again, won't it? But he might have a clause, a get-out clause on the contract, you know, I don't know. We don't know, do we? I suppose we're guessing. But but yeah, good luck to him. At the end of the day, he, he did well for us and uh, we have to move on. We have to forget about it. It's hard, I know, but hopefully Robbins will have... Um, I'm sure he's had plenty of time to uh, sort out a replacement. I'm sure he knew that this was... Yeah, I had a feeling this was going to happen and it has. Disappointed it went on for so long and it wasn't sorted like way back a few weeks ago, but these things happen and... Um, we just got to move on and hopefully the player or players he brings in will be just as good as, as Gus was.
2: Yeah. Um, Reese. what's your um, abiding memory of, of Hamer? Is there any, any games that stood out for you in his time with us?
1: Um, I'm going to have my quick save. I think Victoria's backstage, she said, so she might want to have a chat as well. So. Oh,
2: yeah, i will just seen her now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'll
1: say my bit about Hamer. Um, regarding Hamer, I think you're right. For me, he's the best player I've seen well the best midfield we've had since the, the Premier League days. Um, I see it in a, in another way. I think it's a bad move for Hamer to go to Sheffield United. Um, I don't blame him for going for the money because I think we could all sit here and say if we we're offered more money elsewhere, we'd probably go. You know, he's got he's got a young family, he's got a young son, I believe. So you you got to understand he's human. He's not. There's no real law team football anymore. It's very it doesn't happen that often. But the other what the flip side I see it is there's a huge, huge chance of Sheffield United to come back down. But if Hamer has one good season in the Premier League and proves that he can do it, someone else will sniff around and take him, like you say a Fulham or a Brentford, for example. And that'll only help us because I'm pretty sure we've got a sell-on clause. So if we if he ends up having a good season um and Sheffield United come down, he won't stay in the championship. I think he's that good. I think he can yeah, hold his yeah. own in the Premier League. So in on on that, I think it's a good move for us because I can see him leaving Sheffield United after a season uh, and going, going elsewhere. So we might get our sell-on clause earlier than what we probably thought. Um, as well, we've got to look back at the League One season when Liam Walsh was brilliant and everybody was saying, bloody hell, how are we going to replace Liam Walsh? He's, he's gone elsewhere for, for more money. Um, and then a, a, an unknown called Gus Hamer comes in the door and we've found an absolute gem so it, as disappointed as it is for everybody I think we, we all have to move on I think deep down we all knew he was going to go at some point because he didn't sign the contract you know what there was numbers thrown around that what we offered I don't think we'll ever know to be honest I think the short and curly's of it is he's gone and we've got to move on so it is what it is um but I'll, I'll trust Robbins and his recruitment team to find a replacement, and maybe it gives us an opportunity to bring in two or possibly three more players. So yeah. it gives us that option.
2: Yeah, fair enough. Right, we'll do a quick substitution because I know you need to go, Reese, and in your place will be take care, James. Vicky, Vicky I know you've been waiting very patiently uh, to uh, get your stay, and uh, partly down to my um, lack of data call, not scrolling down the screen to see that he was actually in the queue. So I do apologise for that, um, Vicky. Gus Hamer, um, obviously, we're all um, very sad to see him go. What's what's your abiding memories of, of Gus in his time with us?
4: I suppose the the best memory, really, is going to be how he pretty single-handedly dragged us into the playoff, um, playoffs at the end of last season, I think. that That's probably his sort of legacy for us, isn't it? He, he, he was an exciting player when he came in. You could see there was some talent there, and gradually over the time that he's been with us, that's improved and grown. Um, so I think um, Mark Robbins and the coaching team have shown that they can take a bit of more talent and turn it into uh, that, that, that sort of star. Um, and he helped to take us to Wembley and sadly we just passed slightly short and as a consequence I've lost some of those stars that were there. Um, yeah. I think I agree. I can't remember if it was Rhys or Cl- Claudia that said that. I'm just really surprised that Sheffield United's the, the destination. It just seems like a, I don't know. It just, it, I just feel like he could do so much better, and um, yeah. it's just a shame. I think, and and I don't. I, I feel when you look at photos of him. Now, I mean, maybe I'm just being like, wishful thinking, but I he's got quite an easy, ready smile. He's always looked, like that's one of the nice things about him, isn't it? He engages well with the fans, and he always looks like really happy to be around. Yeah. The photos that they put out on Sheffield United's like um, social media, it all looks a bit forced. So he doesn't look like as happy. So I mean, as I said, that might just be me like hoping that we're well, not even hoping because I don't I don't want him to be unhappy, but it just feels like he's not as delighted with the move as he should be um and that's a shame because i think he deserves a chance of a good move and if he's not entirely happy with it that's a shame as well so i feel a bit, little bit sad about that i think
2: we might, uh, maybe, maybe we're getting back when we get back to the premier league that's, well, that's it that's it
4: that's,
0: that's
2: oh, i thing. wonder if
0: if sheffield united were the only club that would m- meet the 15 million
4: yeah
0: it could I mean, be that you possibly, see as well
3: yeah possibly yeah possibly um if, all if the payments they might have, they might be able to pay a bit more up front rather than yeah, clubs loan instalments sort of thing.
4: Yeah, it feels a little bit like he decided he wanted Premiership football, and then I, I just feel like I feel like maybe they got needed a better agent. I don't feel like his agents in a very good job there. Um, I mean, for for me, like Vic's transfer he made it clear he wanted to play at a higher level and his agent's got him a good move to Portugal playing it like, I mean obviously the Portugal league isn't the best but it's still playing European football and a team that's going to win things this year no doubt because they are a, mm. a, a top team in Portugal aren't they? So that's a, that's a good move and that's a good stepping stone because they'll have a successful season be able to demonstrate his skills because it's always easier to demonstrate your skills in a successful team than a struggling team isn't it it's harder so he's got that really good move and I just feel that with Hamer, like if if they're struggling in a relegation battle will he have the chance to really show what he's all about week in week out and that's just, just doesn't feel like a great move for me um and it was just a surprise that no other teams were, were interested in, in making it. But then it makes you think, was it because it all got rushed in at the last minute? Like, would teams have come in if it had been clearer that he was going to go? I don't know. Well, they
0: sold uh, Sanderberg didn't they? Yeah. Burnley. Really? And Hamer's yeah, so own, yeah. Yeah, well, own words was, they showed interest in me. Well, that was like 12 hours later. So basically, yeah. they sold a player to buy another player is what they obviously had to do. And they brought him straight in. But, I mean, Hamer's a better player, as far as I'm concerned. he's got a better player, really. Yeah. I mean, why didn't Burnley go for Hamer? It's weird. Yeah. That's what I don't understand.
4: But, see, if he'd come in and said, oh, yeah, Sheffield United have shown interest and I'm interested in going, then it might have made other clubs think, oh, yeah we're interested in him and he's like looking at moving and then come in, but because it all happened so quickly, there's, there might be clubs out there that thought, oh, we'd have, if we'd have known there was a chance at 12, 15 million, we'd have gone for him, but they didn't maybe. And so uh, the fact that it went through so quickly and all in a bit of a rush, maybe hasn't done him any
0: favours. I don't yeah. know. Well, he played Wednesday. So I don't think yeah. on Wednesday, he yeah. wasn't going, was he? No. He would never have played on Wednesday, had he known there was a yeah. transfer happening Thursday, Friday. It just never happens. And I said no. had it happened, even if it was going to happen at the weekend, he wouldn't have played for us at the weekend if it was going to happen on Monday, say tomorrow, because they yeah. just wouldn't risk it. So it was possibly out of the blue. Yeah.
4: But,
0: you know, they sold, Sheffield sold the player. They just wanted somebody and they must have said, we'll give you 15 million. And we went, yeah. Yeah, so
4: yeah. moving on.
0: on. Yeah.
2: <laughs> let's, let's read out some comments from our audience who very yeah. kindly been adding comments about Hamer. Um Gary Clark, was a great player in person, had time for everyone, especially for the younger fans. But this, um, yeah, I think, I guess I'm not means me by that. But anyway, uh, Glenn says 15 million with add-ons and a sell-on clause, a great deal. Uh, Keno Tomo, emotions to one side, just for a moment. Doug runs business and investment. Gus, um, you know, we bought it for a million pound. The return is about 15 million within three years. That's some return. which Doug was looking after my pension pot. Don't we all? <laughs> uh Glenn um hopes that Hamer smashed it there moves on next summer for a big money like Mike Vic never know he might come to us again when we're in the Premier League um Ian Small, Sheffield United relegated Hamer shines goes to another Premier team and we get a 20% sell-on result um yep yeah, definitely skype Sam my Gus memory will be the build-up to the God and Galway at Blackpool wins back possession gets clobbered but carries oh, yeah. on the <laughs> pass gone con score I think if that memory that was our first away game of the season, wasn't it? I think memory serves me right at Blackpool. I think. Um it wasn't last season, I think it might have been the season before, possibly.
4: No, he means that it was this game when we won four or five one, that's the go. Oh the five
2: one game last season, okay. Yeah. I think I think of the other the previous visit at Blackpool, but fair enough. It's it's because there's so many goals at Blackpool, I just, that's it, I, remember the, I
4: remember the incident he's talking about, so yeah, it was this it was this season. Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: Um, now, this is the one I would go for, and I agree what Ian says here about the the, the, the Riverside semi, uh, the, the, the goal that got us to Wembley. For me, that was my favourite memory, yeah. of Gus, because yeah. that, that got us to Wembley. And that, when, when, when you watch it live, obviously, you know, being in Middlesbrough and that year was absolutely rubbish, and you can't retell how good a goal it was. But when you actually see it on the TV, it's got, like, three players on the line. Yeah. And then he just smashed, he's, he still managed to find a gap and smashed it in the top corner. For me, that's possibly one of the best goals I've seen score. I know, I know. I know. I was behind the goal against Luton at their place, where he smashed it from twenty-five yards into the top corner, and that was a, that was some goal. But that was that was incredible. But he had this. He had this sort of. Like, he could drag. He could drag us when we're down. He's, he had that ability to drag us up, pull us up when we're in trouble. Whether it's defending, yeah. getting that tackling, or going forward and getting that those goals, it reminds me like almost. Um, I don't know. Just. He was a great player for us because he he was just, you know, he had that he inspired people, didn't he? He had that he had that way of of getting us together, getting our act together and just getting us in the on the right on the right footing. So
4: that's what he added this season as well, wasn't it? More goals. I feel like he wasn't probably getting enough goals for his quality before, but this season he really added that as well, didn't he? Like that was he really was becoming a complete player. Yeah.
2: Okay. Um Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's look to the future now. Uh, let's talk about players possibly coming in. So, a few rumors flying about um, Styles at, at Barnsley. Well, I thought it was Harry Styles. It turns out it's Callum Styles at Barnsley. <laughs> I was joking. I meant that. Um, and Lee in Kitchen. I, I've got to be honest. I don't know much about Callum Styles um, or anything like that. But I guess it's the fact that, and I think another rumor is, a, is a another another Brazilian player. I think we spoke earlier on the show about um, previously. Um, I guess we just got to trust the prices there? I mean anyone got any comments on the on the potential players we're linked off um, anyone any got any opinions yeah. on
0: or... well I'll scroll through FIFA and uh, series <laughs> available I feel that's what most of our fan base are doing at the minute yes yeah. just, just calling out anybody that's could be available it's not, I mean the two lads <laughs> you mentioned the, the kitchen guy he's he's been on our radar for a while so that That looks like it could be something serious, but they're wanting five million apparently, so that might be the problem. Mm. Um, I mean, I've heard rumours that we could get both for seven million apparently. That's what I've heard, Uh, but that's that's what I've heard. I mean, it's very difficult because you don't know what direction Robbins wants to go in, you know. Because, um, yeah, it's hard, isn't it? I mean, I I mean to be honest, who's available? It's it's very difficult.
3: It's very late in the day. You don't know, do you? I mean. (laughs) I've got a funny feeling he's going to bring in maybe a couple of loans, high-end loans, maybe from Premier Clubs, um, and use that many, maybe that money for the wages and stuff. I've got a funny feeling that will happen. I don't know who's available out there, but I've got a funny feeling there might be a couple of loans coming in. Because um, I don't think there's much. For £15 million. who are you going to get that's going to be better than Hamer? I don't think there's going to be many out there, is there? Um, to be honest.
4: I suppose the Never. thing is, though, it, it may be not better than Hamer, but what, what we what oh, we did with the the Vic money was we have improved the squad quality overall. Mm. So rather than having a couple of players that are really dragging the rest of them along, you've got a better standard throughout, which probably allows you to bring in a couple of decent midfielders with promise that then we can develop again. Um so that that might be. I mean, there might be a couple of. I mean, presumably the scouting team have been looking into this possibility and they've got some ideas. Mm-hmm. But they could look at some, like I suppose, Hamer Mark II um, bring them in and and sort of um, build them up again, um, with a view to being a yeah. Hamer of the future. But um, I think like the the sort of quality throughout enables you to probably do that a bit better because everyone's that little bit better. I think the squad has just slightly moved up. A level like the signings we've brought in this year the the people they've replaced it's always a, it's just an improvement across the board really um so yeah, yeah, a, yeah.
0: There's, a, there's a guy at hamburg called ludovic Reis, which um a lot of clubs are, go, are looking at and we're one of them apparently championship clubs uh he's meant to be a really really good player but i actually think he'll probably end up in the premier league but um he's a good young german player um Mm. But you know, yesterday I think everybody came on the pitch, we owned not one lone player was on the pitch, which is back to when mm. we were in League One, where Robbins wanted to get rid of all the lone players, didn't he? Bringing our own players, yeah. And yeah. that's a massive plus. That was yesterday, we actually owned all those players, which is um, brilliant, really. And you
3: got to, you got to remember, you've got uh, I say, O'Hara and and Jamie Allen's come back,
0: haven't you, as well? Yeah. So Tavares, I mean, you know. You know, he's yeah. got a
3: few injuries to come back when they're all fully fit. Um, but yeah, I've got a funny feeling might, because we haven't got that many loans at the moment. So I've got a funny feeling might dip into the um,
0: loan one, market. One, one, one. There's
4: Binks, isn't yeah.
3: There's Oh, yes, we've got one. One, yeah. And we're loud. How many are we allowed? Four? Five? Five, I think. Five. Five. So I've got a funny feeling might, now that the Premiership um, has just kicked off, I think they have sorting their squads out, and I think players that are not involved with certain teams might become available all of a sudden for a loan. So, uh, you know, quality players. So I think you will bring a bit of quality in there,
2: possibly. Um, comment here from Dan McCarron about Evander from Portland Timbers is a police he is believed to be a plan replacement and a Brazilian as well. So mm. imagine yeah. if he get, imagine if he gets we buy him for a million. So I think we could then resurrect the song, couldn't we? <laughs> and uh, <sort> of <laughs> Got to of Gustavo, gotta bring a bit of hearing into the, the sadness of the news of that. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. I think I think there's there appears to be definitely irons in the fire on that. So we'll, we'll wait. We'll wait to see what what happens this week on that. And the other I news think... is um, gone. On, Vicky, to so I was
4: gonna just gonna say that I suppose like we I mean we've all been around long enough to have seen lots of players move on that we've like been fond of over the years who we've thought are great and like it's always sad, isn't it, when a when a sort of fans' favourite moves on. I think that what feels slightly different than some of the past times that's happened is that there does actually seem to be a process for like improving the squad, that we that it's still part of the overall journey that Mark Robbins has taken us on. So it doesn't feel sometimes in the past when we've lost a player, it's felt very much like we've lost our best player and we've hit a dead end and we're just going to go backwards. Mm-hmm. This doesn't feel the same as that. So that's the one positive I think out of it that that I feel that we're still on the right path with like Robbins and AD yeah. and like the overall backroom staff. Now I think that we're going in the right direction and that um, was yeah. to be sad that that they've that I suppose both Vic and Haim have moved on. That, that's obviously sad. We can still be um, positive about the, the path that we, we're going on. And it's just all part of the whole experience, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I, I think you're right, Vicky, because in the past we'd sell a player. We wouldn't know where we're, we'd get another player to replace him, would we? we? Yeah. We actually all feel confident, don't we, that we've got some money. And yeah, we're going to get some players. Whereas in the past, that was never guaranteed, was it? No. Uh, no. I mean, all the victim money has been spent, hasn't it, already? That's gone
4: pretty
0: much. Mm. Yeah. So you're hoping yeah. we'll probably get two or three more players and it's it's such a good time to be a cough fan at the minute. It's yeah. the best I've not I mean I'm like I said Ken as well sport for bloody years. And it's mm. it's the best time I can remember for a long time. I reckon I've not felt this excited since possibly when Ron Atkinson came in and yeah. delivered yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what you yeah Yeah it and I mean he put five thousand on the gate. It's kind of happened now, hasn't it? The same sort of thing. Yeah. It, uh, it's a good yeah. time. And, and what I really liked was finally, was, there was so much negativity in social media about Hamer hey, going. I kept posting, come on, we've got to, you know, it's still our club. We've got to get behind the team and all this. And I thought the support was really, really good yesterday. I thought, oh, yeah. The, the, as soon as the game started, there was a, it was a good noise in there. I thought it was really, really good. Because um, I was
4: worried after all that, like you said, Claudia, all that yeah. negativity on social media. I was thinking, oh, this could be really toxic tomorrow. And I was quite worried. But you're right, it was really positive, wasn't it? And I think that helps.
0: Yeah, I, th- I thought it was excellent. And, yeah. you know, mm. um, it's like it's nice to think as a club, um, as a fan base, we sort of turned a corner in that respect, where we let's do what some other the, the bigger clubs do, get behind the team as much as possible. Yeah. Because it can we've proved the last 5 or 6 years it it we progress you yeah, know, yeah. the manager's calling for it. let's get behind him uh,
3: yeah yeah i agree yeah i agree
0: 100% yeah
2: um just one other thing with add um that we didn't mention on the show was um a debut to Kai Andrew who came on as a substitute um yeah i mean that's that's a good mm-hmm. sign that again robbins is prepared to give the youth a chance so that was uh, that was good to see yesterday wasn't it
3: yeah. It was, yeah. It's, but certainly, you know, get, get some, keep them interested because
0: you never know when you need these players. You and uh... so you to say, get some minutes. You should be get some seconds, wasn't it? Yeah. Money <laughs> blue for full time. Yeah. Well,
3: <laughs> even if you put him on in the yeah, 90th minute, you're probably guaranteed at least eight minutes now,
0: aren't you? Yeah, I'll yeah, <laughs> I, would, I would paid money to just have fifteen seconds. On that pitch with the cov kits on it, I was 16. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, fair play, brilliant, brilliant. Uh, yeah. Great, yeah.
3: Mo- great moment for him and his family, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah and uh, hopefully, be, you never know, he could be a star of the future.
2: Yeah, fingers crossed he will be. Um, another bit of news, uh, freshly off the press, is the new away kit apparently has been uh, reddened, reddened sort of navy kind of squares. It's been like the old kit we had back in yeah. the 90s, I think.
3: Yeah, back, back in the. Um, nineties weren't it McAllister yeah.
2: Whelan. That's right, yeah. And Chelsea. yeah. yeah. And
3: yes. Chelsea. Oh, yeah. Chelsea famously yeah. Chelsea wore it that time when they got their kit, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. What what, what we reckon? Is that a good kit? Did you like that sort of kit? I like
0: yeah. it. I like it. Yeah. yeah. I like the photo. Can... I think
4: it looks nice,
0: yeah. I like it because I can just wear the old one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, <I> was like, <laughs> as long as we play in some sort of sky blue at home, I'm not really bothered about the way colours. No. Um, I think people get too anxious about what kit we're going to be wearing. I just, you know, I mean, personally, I prefer a yellow one because I've loved one for years. I like the yellow, yellow away kit. But, you know, as long as the, the sky blue, we got more sky blue in the home kit than anything else. That's what I'm worried about. It's yeah. interesting because <laughs> that check kit, when it was the away kit, the, the home kit, there was no sky blue in it, really. It was, a, it was the stripe kit, wasn't it? But the, the light blue wasn't really sky blue at all, was it? No. I don't, I don't That's remember right, people, yeah I don't remember people kicking off in the telegraph <laughs> No social media then we? No. Write, writing people, in letters Mr Angry
3: we've got no people, all, people always find something to moan about wouldn't they I know.
2: <laughs> um yeah, my, my personal favourite kit was the the ASICs six yellow kit, with the black stripes that went yeah. diving across the shirt. That was my favourite kit. That's probably my first away kit as a child, actually. Uh, that away. was Asics, weren't it? Asics kit. That Asics, was I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that was my favourite kit. But red mm. I think. I think that. I think it's it's a nice kit. Um, I'm a bit surprised I haven't gone with the two tone theme again. Because I think two tone was was also a very popular away kit. Um, yeah. I personally, I don't like, I don't like the stripes with the home kit. I like it just being like what I'm wearing tonight, a plain Sky Blue mm-hmm. shirt. I think that's a personally, I prefer that. But I guess uh, there's no right or wrong answer. I just, I think the worst kit for me was the Tesco bag kit.
0: You know. That kit was yeah. worn by about ten of the teams, you know, around the world.
4: You yeah, think yeah. it's got
0: yeah. template, kit for you, it? and then you see, I don't know. Marbella got it, got it <laughs> some team in Germany, some team in Russia was wearing it. I think, it, I think you know everybody's got that kit, and you think it's for yeah. you. Yeah. It was just uh was it Puma or Nike? It was, it was yeah, that was disappointing. Puma, that, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a standard design they had, and there was a red one. Yeah. I think there was a green one. I think the, <laughs> the green one. it's like Ugh. yeah, you're yeah. right. It was awful. You're well, yeah. um
3: talking about kits. We have a winner in our competition,
2: yes. Um, Do do tell us, Ken.
3: Well, I've got one entry. There's only one person out there who predicted Coventry to win 3-0 against Middlesbrough on Saturday. We have checked it and double-checked it, haven't we, Vicky?
4: We haven't done
3: uh, that. Yeah. um, Believe it or not, there's only one person had 3-0. Plenty had 2-0, 1-1, 2-2. But no, only one person had 3-0. So that person was Wayne Vaughan. Congratulations, Wayne, out there. I know you sometimes comment, you, you watch the programme regular, uh, and we know you well, uh, Wayne. So if you contact us with your shirt size, we will, um, once we get it in stock, obviously, uh, <laughs> we will um, get a kit out to you, uh, a top out to you um, in your size of your choice. So you are the winner, our lucky winner in our shirt competition, which was rolled over, over from the Leicester game, because nobody had um, Leicester to win 2-1. Um, and that we rolled it over and everybody entered again and uh, only one person had 3-0 cough, believe it or not. And that was Wayne Vaughan. So, congratulations, Wayne. He's just commented, so he's obviously watching live. Uh, Thanks, Wayne. If you just let us know your size, (laughs) we will um, get that shirt when it arrives in stock, obviously, which hopefully, I think a couple of weeks away, I think now, before we get it. Hopefully, we'll have it in a couple of weeks and then uh, we'll uh, get a shirt off to you,
2: mate. Well done. Nice one. All right. um, That rounds off tonight's show. So thanks to our guests, Ken, Vicky, Claudio, and obviously Reese that came on earlier. Uh, Next show is on Thursday night, uh, Swansea City preview show. Um, So stay tuned for that. That'll be 7.30 start. Um, Hopefully, Miles will be back to present that. And obviously, hopefully, Miles will be I know Miles and Ken are going to the Swansea game on, on the Saturday, so hopefully Miles will be presenting live, <laughs> hopefully. Fingers yes, crossed. we
3: hope hopefully do a live stream. we we'll are making the long trip to South Wales again, yeah, which is a bit of a trek, but uh, hopefully we can come away with uh, three points, we'll be all happy.
2: Yeah, so oh. uh, all that to come. Thank you everyone for getting your comments tonight, much appreciated, um, and we look forward to uh, being back on Thursday um, for the show, 7.30 start. Be there live on YouTube on our... Uh, on our Twitter channel um, and on our Facebook channel. So uh, yeah, Sky Blue Fans TV. Um, thanks everyone for listening. Play up Sky Blues, and we'll speak to you once again on Thursday. Good night. Good night. Play up Sky
3: Blues.